What's up, Anchor Mates? This is Midnight Coffee Hour, episode number 82. It's your host, Brian Bass. And uh, to follow up real quick on the previous podcast, when I was having trouble thinking of a favorite movie uh, in the scary genre, I find that I, uh, I don't like scary movies that much, but I really love thrillers. Um, so that question, if it does pop up, I will give you a thorough answer. Um, but for now, let's get started with 10 more brain-rattling questions. Question number one. What are your experiences with severe weather? Um, so in high school and once before, uh, I had experienced tornadoes. Um, but in, in high school, it's... It's a funny, odd situation. We had a tornado that landed in our city, um, just blocks away downtown Jefferson City, Missouri. Um, and the funny thing is, our so I'm in. I'm here's the situation. I'm in class. The tornado alarm goes off. We get told, "Hey, everybody, stay calm." But there's a tornado, and it just landed. And we're gonna go out in the hallway, and we're gonna get in our little fetal position and pray for mercy. Okay. So we go on out into uh, the hallway. We get in fetal position. Now, the thing that's funny about this is that the classroom had a few windows, you know, but the on one wall. Uh, but when you go into the hallway, it just so happens this classroom is connected to our like um, I don't know what with idea was if you guys have ever been on a train you've you've seen an observation deck which is really cool you have windows above you have windows on the sides like the entire thing is windows well that's kind of how this hallway was um on both ends of this hallway there was an entire wall full of uh glass um it was like a floor to ceiling windows and uh that's that's where they'd rather us be is is in the hallway full of glass uh, that um, you know if the tornado did not kill us but broke the window then we would surely die from the flying glass but I you know that's we were in an emergency situation their head was probably not clear as ours wasn't either um, but that's a funny story regarding severe weather in my childhood I I've also been through a few earthquakes, but I don't really notice them. Um, yeah, that's that's my that's my experience with severe weather. I mean, clearly there's been severe weather everywhere in the world, and we've you know had blizzards and floods and little things like that. But I haven't come face to face with a forest fire or uh, a hurricane. Um, but that's because I live in the center of the country, very far away from the coasts. Okay. Question number two. Has anyone ever said that you look like someone famous? Recently? No, not at all. Um, way back when I had a buzz cut, I heard that I look like Brad Pitt. Uh, when I had longer hair, that when I had like skater, skater, kid long hair you know or it just goes to your eyebrows when I, when I used to start slicking that back people said I look like Leonardo DiCaprio um, but yeah once I got 
Once I got long hair, the only thing I've ever heard is you look like Thor. Um, but that's because I work with, uh, you know, 13 different boys from the age of 8 to 12 um, as my job as youth care counselor, youth care specialist slash counselor. Um, yeah, but I think that's just because that's the only other figure in their life with long hair is uh, Thor. So not recently. That's the answer for that. Question number three. How do you help? That's broad. Um, huh. It doesn't say like who I help or anything like that. So how do I help? It kind of depends on the situation. I feel that for the most part, I have a little side calling as an emotional support or a uh, optimistic approach guy, you know? At one point, they called me the dictator of optimism. I don't know. Um, I do find myself talking to people and walking them through situations and uh, giving them alternative perspectives um, much more than I find myself in a hands-on help approach. However, I think that I'm game for both. Yeah, where I work, you know, if a child is having issues, tying his shoes, I'll put my hands on his laces, tie them for him, show him how it's done, ask him to do it, you know. So I help just as anyone helps in every way. Okay, question number four. That was a weird one. Uh, question number four, how, wait, oop, are you distracted by technology? You betcha. Right now, I'm looking at technology uh, because that's where I've stored all my questions. Uh, and to extend that, that's how I'm answering all my questions uh, to you guys on Anchor. So, um, yeah, am I distracted by technology all day, every day? Do I hate it? Yes. Do I love it? Yes. It is one bittersweet journey. Um, but the at the end of the day, um, technology is in the current, and it will be in the future. And so it's something that we have to get used to um, using and learning how to use it effectively. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm distracted by technology, but I'm not too upset by that matter anymore because I know that I I kind of need to be relevant. So, Question number five. When have you spoken out about something you felt had to change? <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, I hope that you guys aren't in the middle of a gourmet meal, but here's something that I spoke out recently that I felt had to change, and again, it's the profession that I'm in. I work with uh, children with severe behavioral issues um, between the ages of 8 and 12, um, and this last weekend, well, let me just give you a quick background. These children have grown up in the system and that's probably half the reason they have 
such large behavioral and antisocial tendencies. Um, the thing is, a lot of these kids, hygiene is not something they care about. We tell them every single day, but I don't think it's something that they want to care about. Um, and so many of the children are in and out of the hospital uh, every month because they have a new infection that they have not treated or brought to a staff member's attention or thought to give a care for. Um, and that's not the end of it. The kids don't wash their hands and the kids uh, also don't know how to use the restroom. And uh, so we've, I, I have personally taught them how to brush their teeth, brought a toothbrush into work and everything. I've taught them how to wash their hair, you know, and, and what uh, what they should definitely wash. And uh, I, here's the funny part, I'm, I'm working with Just Boys, age 8 to 12. On three different occasions now, I have personally got the entire cottage together, because that's what the little housing units are called, got the entire group together. And, uh, you know, verbally told them how to use the restroom. Giving them a little 30-minute course on how to use the restroom. And uh, if you make a mess, how to clean it up. And, and, and to clean it up so that the next person, you know, doesn't have to. And if you are the next person, to clean it up with the person before you hadn't. Like, clean up the messes. Because uh, at the moment, our little housing unit, you know, call it a cottage... It always smells like urine, and that's because not only do they wet the beds, but they also do not clean up messes when they make them, um, and instead they just wait until another kid complains about the mess, and, uh, you know, so there's an instance of when I had to speak out because I felt there was something that needed to change before that we had been using this little bathroom log to, you know as a, as a means that we couldn't keep up with because you know I don't know it was it was there it was other staff members idea that we would find out who is peeing all over the place and not cleaning up who's peeing on the walls and the floor and the toilet seat and all that kind of stuff and not cleaning it up and instead I thought that uh since we've been doing that for months and uh, it still remains a problem that perhaps we could just teach them and if they're embarrassed they're all embarrassed and so be it if they think it's stupid that's fine but it's it's silly that they don't know how to use the restroom and uh, I had to make the statement that hey if you have an issue peeing on the walls and the floor and you can't bear the idea of cleaning it up after you make the mess then you just need to sit on the toilet. You just need to sit there um, until you can learn to aim. Anyway, hope that didn't uh, twist you guys up too much and think like, wow, this is not the podcast I had in mind on my way to work. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when the question pops up, I answer it. Question number six. Who do you hope wins the election? Well, uh, I hate there's all these political questions in here. I didn't, as I've said before, if it's the most recent election, I did not vote for either one of them because I did not fancy either one of them. I did not find something 
positive as an outcome. So I remained uh, indecisive and kept my hands clean. Um, in the future elections, uh, if you listen to my last podcast, I said that it would be really cool uh, to see Arnold Schwarzenegger run again um, for a higher political office now. Um, and who else? Uh, oh, and I said that I liked uh, Al Gore. Um, so if they if they win against each other, I would definitely rather see Arnold Schwarzenegger come into play um, because I think that him and Al Gore share the same principles anyway. Um, but. Arnold is an entrepreneur and he has always kind of accomplished large goals, large feats with everything that he has uh, pursued. And he's a good role model. And he's got good intentions. So uh, if he did run for the next election, clearly I would want him to uh, win. I would hope he would win. Question number seven. What is your reaction? (sighs) Boo. What was my reaction to the results of the election? Well, as I just said in the last question, uh, I was my, my reaction was distaste. I was not uh, happy with the results, but then again, I wasn't happy with the options. So that's that. Question number eight. Is your bedroom a nightmare? Uh... No, not really. I wouldn't say it's a nightmare currently or ever has been, uh, except for maybe right after laundry is done and I got, you know, unfolded clothes just everywhere. Um, for the most part, I would say that my bedroom is not a nightmare. And in fact, it is my favorite room in my house. I'm very happy to be in that room. In fact, right now, in that room so I I enjoy it it's comfortable space it's very very lush anyway question number nine who are the characters that make your tone interesting well here's a question for you guys who wrote that question and what did you mean by it question again is who are the characters that make your tone interesting I don't know. I don't have like multiple personality disorder, so I can't give them names or anything like that. If it's if it's like an interior thing, um, let me change that question to uh, what accents do I find interesting? <laughs> I like. I like the the European accent, you know, which that's a hard one to pinpoint. I I, I like, uh, you know, British and English. I like that accent. It's very, very pleasant to listen to on a podcast or YouTube series. Um, I think that the Minnesotan slash South Canadian accent is adorable and uh, very pleasant to listen to hard to distinguish sometimes but when you can it's pretty pretty adorable I like it 
Um, I think that some people can really pull off the southern accent and it can sound uh, very attractive, but for the most part I don't find it that attractive. Let's see. What, which ones do I find interesting? I like... I like Australia. Might. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I, they're all cool, man. I just think... I, yeah, I'm still baffled by the question that was the actual question. Being that, who are the characters that make your your tone interesting um I don't know maybe tone is supposed to be town there aren't really characters like it's like figures or the figures that make my town interesting I, I don't know everybody in it it's a college town we're all different people with different uh everything that's what makes us diverse and awesome and interesting so that's the third possible answer to a third possible question anyway question number 10 final question how would you like to be different? How would your life be different if you had better listening skills? Um, I would be more in conformity. I would be more basic. I would be more content. I would be more in line. I would be more uh, submissive. If I had better listening skills, I think, if because I think that I do have good listening skills. I just don't always have great agreeing skills. I don't necessarily always agree with what I hear. Um, but I don't know. As long as it's like moral, I follow directions uh, pretty well. So I feel that I don't really have a whole lot of listening. I don't feel like I have a low listening skill, but, uh, if I, I don't know, that's my thoughts. If I, if I had a better listening skills, just based on the, the, the tone of the question, I feel like that means that I would be more, um, in consent with the way the world works and how my life is and not want more. And I would just, yeah, I mean, that's not the case though. I'm very much always seeking growth so that was the end of these 10 questions if you liked what you heard or maybe you've liked the last 81 uh podcasts <laughs> click the little subscribe button but you probably already have anyway uh as always i hope you have an awesome rest of the day and if it is nighttime i hope you have some super deep sleep and uh Wake up energized and excited for the day.